double toil and trouble. Some topics discussed may make people uncomfortable. For fair is foul and foul is fair. On this podcast, we will definitely swear. A lot. Now round the cauldron go, trigger warnings listed in the notes below. Thrice and once the hedge pig whined, the cocktails cry, it's time, it's time. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Maiden, mother, crone. Plot twist, we're all the crone. The stories aren't all made up and the points don't matter. Welcome listeners to The Weird Sisters, a podcast about the blurst and bizarre and all the things you were happier not knowing about. Okie dokie. Hello, team. Hello. What's up? What's going on? You're not fucking lazy. The fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hi, I'm Lauren. <laughs> As you may hear, dear listeners, uh, we don't have Lacey here this week. This is a special episode. Um, we've had to go sans Lacey, possibly for two or three weeks, mm-hmm. uh, just because she's had surgery on her spine because she's metal as fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's going to post pictures of her spine. Some of it got taken out. It's gonna be so good, dude. First, I have my surgery. No goo, but to make up for it, Lacey has some gnarly fucking photos. It's really good. It looks like messed up chewing gum. It really does. It's really gross. <laughs> but it's there. So you guys yeah. are gonna love it. It's beautiful. But um, thoughts and prayers for Lacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and welcome, La. Thank you so much for stepping in. For a Thank of you. No worries. I have just as many stories, almost as many freckles, maybe even more. Who knows? <laughs> I would say that you do have more freckles. Oh, okay. Definitely. Um, for those of you who are new, I am Laura. I don't have a gross thing in my mind. I'm going to be Lacey's gross chewing gum spine. Delicious. <laughs> um, I am Tay, and I am a hollowed-out skull used as a soup bowl. Yum. And I'm Lauren. I am a slimy cave witch. <laughs> You'll I fit like right in. One. Yay! <laughs> Bog witches are the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a theme this week? We do have a theme this week. Mm-hmm. Our theme is collections. <laughs> uh, yeah, we looked at creepy collections. I don't remember why we ended up picking this, but we did. I think someone wanted to do something. I think that might Probably have been you. me. Yeah. <laughs> mine is exceptionally gross, and I'm very excited. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it is, yes. but I don't know the details. Uh, yeah, good ones. I'm very excited for yours. Um, I'm first, because I did a historical one. Let's do it. Yeah, yes. it's not that far back, though. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty recent. Um, I did the Collier Brothers. Oh. So I've never heard of these guys. Neither. I Neither. haven't. Lacey recommended them, naturally, because it's Lacey and she knows this weird shit. And I feel sad that she's not here to listen <laughs> oh, God. to us. She's in spirit. She's in spirit. Um, but yeah, these are like Holmer Lusk Collier, who was born on the 6th of November, 1881, um, and Langley Wakeman Collier. I'm hoping I say Collier correctly, but he was the younger brother and he was the 8th, 3rd of October, 1885. He'd oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, of course you would know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to alienate half of our listener base who also believe in star signs, but I'll just keep it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so they were born to Herman Livingston Collier and Susie Gage Frost Collier in New York. So, uh, yeah. Herman was a gynecologist, and then Susie was a former opera singer, and also Herman's first cousin. Oh, boy. What a just sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's weird as well, because it's like New York, Hmm. and it's only, you know, the very end of the century. I keep going, like, last century. It's not technically we're in a new century now, but 
I always think we're in the 1900s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the 90s in my head, even though I was only like seven. Um, but yeah, they were like old money. Susie was allegedly descended from the Livingstons, which is like a super prominent family in New York. They're like governors and mayors and congressmen and shit. And they had roots back to the 18th century. Wow. They were old school. Um, so they were well respected and they lived in a Harlem brownstone at 2078 Fifth Avenue or 2078. Uh, when the family moved in in 1909, Holland was an upper-class neighbourhood with many wealthy residents. The family was living in a literal mansion. Like, this place was fucking huge. I kept thinking, like, oh, they've got an apartment in this building. No, the whole building is their fucking house. Like, Old fucking money. Yeah, it looks massive. It, and it's not like... When I think of a mansion, I think of, like, you know... Uh, oh, God, I can't even think of the word now. Columns and, like, yes. a porch oh, yeah. and all that shit. This just looks like a massive fucking apartment building. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so it was like a nice place. It was 140 meters squared, so oh which is like 1,500 feet squared for the American listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the family was really wealthy, obviously, and they sent the boys to Columbia University. Um, Herman and who Herman and Susie uh, had another child, a daughter called Susan. Apparently, she's just called Susan. Everyone else has a fucking like four names, but <laughs> Susan. Um, but she died at four months' age. She was their older sister. Damn. Did not make it. Uh, yeah. So they were a weird family. Like, Father Herman was a little bit wild. He commuted to his job at the city hospital on Blackwell's Island by canoe. Canoe. <laughs> the canoeing gyno. I know. Uh. <laughs> it's only about an hour's bike ride. Um, and they do live very close to the water. So I was like, oh, I could do that. Like, I'm sure there's someone who would do that shit now. Oh, yeah, Can definitely. You think about the Yarra River oh, yeah. in Melbourne where we mm-hmm. live, like how many people canoe down that shit. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He'd be yeah. so buff. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Daddy Herman was a snack. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Daddy oh, Herman. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not super far, but uh, he would carry the canoe home through the street when he was done. Uh, but he had money, so he was not weird. He was eccentric. Oh, naturally. right. Yes. Um, apparently nothing else weird about them happened at this point. Homer got three law degrees. One of them is... Admiralty Law. I had to look it up. What does that mean? Please, thank you, because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he was a sea lawyer. Oh, <laughs> yes. A maritime law, or nautical law, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, I don't know why. He didn't join the Navy. Like, as far as I can see, there was nothing about that. Mm. Uh, so maybe he did, but I didn't fucking see it. But he practiced maritime law um, and was very <laughs> successful. <laughs> a made lawyer. We a lot lawyer. of pirates in this time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whereas Langley studied engineering and chemistry. Um, yeah, so that was Homer who became the nautical lawyer. Uh, Homer didn't actually also became a really accomplished concert pianist. Um, he played at Carnegie Hall, which is big good. I have written in my notes. Big good. Dude. Yeah, exactly. And he played professionally. Um, I think later in his life he like taught or something. I remember reading it. I don't think I wrote it down. Because I'm good at this. Um, and then he was also a layman for the Trinity Church, which their family had gone to since 1697. Wow. Do you guys know what a layman is for a church? No. I feel like I should. Yeah, I know, but... right? Like, are do you, is your family Irish Catholic or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I pay attention to what they're saying to me. Come on. Um, well, I tried to wiki it. It was a really fucking big article that was like, 
secular priests and all sorts of shit. And I was like, oh, nah. So, we so don't many know what that is. names for things in the church. You can just assume that you know, it's something. It's important. Yeah. I was hoping that someone would know, but that's fine. It's fine. We don't know anything. We all know that. Put too much faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> so from here, I've kind of done like a timeline broken up into years because a lot of fucking shit happens. Um, so 1919, Herman and Susie separated or Herman straight up abandons his family. Don't know why. Doesn't say. Wow. Couldn't find. Or at least the first three pages of Google didn't fucking tell me. So. You went to the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't look at the first three links. Yeah. I went lower. <laughs> um, and then Herman moved out to 153 West Street. Uh, sorry. 153 West 77th Street. Car. Yeah, I, know. I was like, that's fucking confusing. Um, I looked at it on Google Maps. It's like a really small park with a basketball court now. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, really nice. Yeah. Right? I was dumb enough to fucking think that I could go back to Street View in 1919. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just. And I was like, oh. oh. Mm. So I'm fucking dumb uh, as we reiterate every fucking time we do this podcast. Uh, but yeah, Homer and Langley. Uh, Homer's like 38. So they're not babies when this divorce happened. They were men. Um, no double Christmases. Uh, they stay with their <laughs> mum, Susie, at the Brownstone, uh, 2078 Street. Oh, 2078 5th Avenue, whatever. Um, they never married or they lived, never lived on their own either. So, yeah, they never had really left this house except for college, I'm assuming. Or even then, the university wasn't very far away, so maybe they stayed at home. Who fucking knows? Anyway. 1923, Herman dies, and he leaves everything to his kids, including all his medical junk and 15,000 textbooks. 15,000? <laughs> yeah. Thousand, not hundred. No, thousand. 15,000 medical Fuck. textbooks. This place was so fucking big. This is the thing. Is like, I have a lot of books. I'm not allowed to buy any more books because there's nowhere to fucking put them in my house. My apartment is very small. But this dude's books would literally fill my entire apartment, every single fucking room. Like, so many books. What a ceiling is what I'm ma- ma- imagining. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But their house was so massive that it was, like, fine, apparently. <laughs> it's fine. Because this is well before the real collection began. So The real collection. The real collection. Yeah, exactly. Um, at this stage, yeah. everyone in the family was apparently pretty okay. Nothing weird was going on. But, yeah, Herman died and left all his medical junk behind. He's a gynecologist, so I'm, like, imagining plastic vaginas yeah. and shit. And, like, <laughs> separators. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, and they just moved all his shit into the brownstone, the big old house in Harlem. Um, Susie died in 1929, a few years later. She leaves the house and all her possessions to her son, uh, sons, and the boys are now alone. So for four years, the brothers socialize and regularly leave the house. They both attend their jobs as per usual, uh, and both teach Sunday school at the Trinity Church. Oh, so nice. they're very wholesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're not creepy angry old people hiding in a house uh they are just normal normal dudes that just happen to live together as brothers and don't have any wives or anything like that the dream the dream (laughs) um so that four years at the end of it 1933 homer loses his eyesight from hemorrhages at the back of his eyes hemorrhages yeah apparently he had a stroke okay fuck jesus so yeah apparently that fucked up his vision which is very sad um and langley quits his job as a sea lawyer to take care of his brother. Uh, so slowly, very slowly, they begin to withdraw from society. Langley is convinced he can heal his brother's eyesight without outside help. He pours over the 15,000 medical textbooks. 
and devises a rest cure for Homer. It's a diet of 100 oranges a week, black bread, peanut butter, and he rests his eyes constantly by keeping them closed. Uh, <laughs> oh, it just reeks of snake oil. It's so funny. I know. Um, oh, God. I know. Wait, how many oranges again? A hundred. A hundred oranges a week. A week? Yes. So, oh, my God, that's, that's so many. I don't even like citrus, like, very much. I would get very annoyed. Oh, what if just, like, because there's, what's that thing where you eat too many of, like, orange foods and you turn yellow? Oh, um, oh, fuck. That's, what's the opposite yeah. of scurvy? Oh, yeah, I would keep going like jaundice. Yeah, it, it is jaundice. jaundice. Is it jaundice? I believe I so. I thought it was where you turn your liver because of something else. It's because of your liver. Yeah. Oh, liver well, it's similar. But, yeah. But I have heard of that. Like, yes. Just, like, is he just going to turn your liver? Low fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, 100 oranges a week. Maybe you would be quite orange. Oh. I bet he would. Probably. His fingers would be from, like, digging into... He'd be so fucking, like, immune to everything, though. Like, yeah, cold-wise. Exactly. Like, so much vitamin C. No scurvy But you only you pee out vitamin C. Like, you can't have too much of it. If your body has too much, it just, boop, pisses it out. As with all vitamins. Yeah, because um, in Japan, they, uh, they have, like, drinks that are, yes. like, tonics for after you're hungover. And a lot of them are just basically shitloads of vitamin C. And it just makes you pee like fluoro yellow. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Gotta go to Japan. <laughs> um, so Langley was so sure of his brother's sight returning uh, that he begins saving newspapers for his brother to catch up on world news after he can see again. It's very sweet. Mm. It's very sweet. Um, the Great Depression hits around like them. I didn't check exactly what it was. I should know the years the Great Depression happened, but at some, some point, point early thirties, right? Yeah. See, yeah. Lacey would be like, boom okay, of the day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Great Depression hit and it changed Harlem significantly. Um, the neighborhood surrounding the Brownstone Mansion began to frighten the brothers. Uh, the racial demographic shifted, which made them very uncomfortable. Look, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Crotchety old dudes. Because they are like old dudes, but also yeah. at the same time, like. Oh, the on, fuck man. up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Langley began to only leave the house when he needed to get food and only at night time. So Homer is fucking blind and just stays in the house. Um, and Langley just goes on these little like missions at night time to go get food for the two of them. All 100 oranges home in the dead of night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes like all over the place and he will only walk. He like walks for fucking ages to go and get shit, apparently. Yeah, so it starts to get weird. Um, people notice the Looming Mansion and begin to congregate outside because, you know, the area is now pretty poor. And there's this big fucking mansion there that some dude only leaves at night. <laughs> so everyone's curious what's going on inside. Rumours start to circulate that the mansion has extreme riches and luxuries and millions of dollars hidden within the home. Treasures. Treasures. Yeah, it just makes you think of, like, Indiana Jones stuff. <laughs> um, teens start throwing rocks at the windows, uh, and Langley stopped bothering to have the glass replaced after a while and instead just starts boarding up the windows because it's that bad, and he just doesn't want anyone to bother them. Um, his trips from the house for food devolve into scrounging around trash cans outside grocers and butchers as business begins shutting up for the night rather than well obviously he's going later and later as well as the other thing like where it used to be an evening gamble it's now very late at night that he feels safe enough to leave the house oh so he's a freegan now (laughs) yeah I guess so (laughs) yes he's a freegan that makes sense um 
So he begins dragging home bits and bobs from the street to tinker with back home. Uh, he creates a number of inventions, including a device for vacuuming inside pianos. Um, he also feeds and bathes his brother, reads in classical literature, plays in piano sonatas, and he even built a crystal radio for his entertainment because he can't see anymore, so he needs something. A crystal radio? I don't know what the fuck that is. I didn't Google it. I should have. Should know what that is, but I I can't articulate what it is. But it yeah, is a thing. I it's think a, it's a thing. A type of radio that yes. doesn't require electricity because it generates. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. Someone's gonna be like, "That's fucking dumb." Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Look, because there's no evidence proving otherwise at this moment, I'm gonna visualize a radio yep. made of crystal. Yes, perfect, great. It's like a new age witch fucking radio. Align your chakras yeah. while you listen to the hottest 100. Slight side note: Did you hear about the vagina candle? Yes. What? She's releasing apparently a candle that smells like her vagina. Have Are you read you the reviews? Serious? No, I haven't read the reviews. When oh. Ultra has a vagina candle, what do the reviews say? Oh, I wish I'd written them down before I came onto this podcast. Is it right dank? Now. <laughs> is it just real dank? Oh, I think one of them is just no. <laughs> That's fair. That's all we need to hear. How much? I'm expecting like a $600 candle. How much? Oh, is I have no idea. I didn't go past the headlines. I was like, that's oh. got to be an Onion article, right? But apparently not. Yeah, <laughs> calm the fuck down. You can't just make money off of anything. She's got, she's got Marvel Disney money. How does she just need to do this? Yeah, that's right. She's Pepper Potts, isn't mm-hmm. she? Fuck off, Pepper. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, sorry. I just... Between his inventions, the debris he brought he brings in from the street, the newspapers Langley saves for Homer and the remains of their parents' lives, the brownstone is quickly filling up. Um, rumours about the valuables in the mansion bring on robbery attempts, uh, which prompts Langley to wire the doors shut and basically bail on the outside world altogether. Um, he devised a number of booby traps throughout the house. Oh my god, yes. We've gone full Home Alone. <laughs> I know! Mm-hmm. Yes, it is exactly what I thought. Jigsaw and fucking the Home Alone kid. <laughs> <laughs> So the house is a maze of tunnel systems, tripwires, mountains of shit. Like, it's literally just getting up there and how crazy this place is getting. Um, the brothers' distrust of the outside world extend to doctors, and eventually Homer's health declines further. Uh, he becomes paralysed due to inflammatory rheumatism uh, and refuses to seek medical treatment. So is that, like, in the legs? I don't know if it was just his legs. I didn't find anything that said that, but... Um, I imagine it probably would be, like, something in his lower joints just because of what we hear about him later. Mm. But, yeah, uh, he can't do a lot of shit. All right. Um, So they were apparently really scared that doctors would sever Homer's optic nerve and leave him permanently blind and hasten his death with drugs. Um, So if, you know, trying to fix his eyes and all this sort of shit, they would just basically sever his optic nerve. He'd never be able to see it again. And they're still convinced that he's going to be able to see it again one day. And it obviously means a lot to them. Yeah, it's really sad. Like, this story is really fucking sad. This is what... I started reading it, and I was like, this is wild. And I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Langley said to a reporter at one point, uh, you must remember that we're the sons of a doctor. We have a medical library of 15,000 books in the house. We have decided we would not call any doctor. We knew too much about medicine. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So the early 1930s, like 33 onwards, the house has started to fall apart, as we can see. No. 1937, the telephone gets disconnected and is never reconnected. 1938, the gas, water, and electricity are all turned off from unpaid bills. Um, The house is warmed by a kerosene heater at this point. Uh, Langley actually 
made like an invention with a car engine where it would generate electricity for them for a while. So he's fucking very smart. Very like, tinkery. Yeah, exactly. He was an engineer. That's one thing that he learned how to do. He just didn't work in that field. Um, he brought in water in with a pump from a park nearby. So, like, he's doing a lot of shit to keep him and his brother alive in this house just so he doesn't have to fucking deal with anyone from the outside. The mood, though. I know, exactly. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I think especially looking at this from today's perspective where mental health is, like, something we look at all the time and we talk about all the time and it's finally like at the forefront of the the mainstream media looking at this is so fucking sad because like people still are like this to this day and you just don't know about it yeah like what would have happened if there'd been an intervention earlier on yeah exactly (laughs) what even if like you know uh he'd never gone blind Homer had never gone blind like maybe this wouldn't happen maybe it would um or an intervention or just even like I read a book recently called The Trauma Cleaner, um, hmm. which is about a... Yeah, you guys got me this book. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's about a um, woman who cleans up from uh, crime scenes and also, like, helps people with serious hoarder issues. Like, And it's very, very interesting to, like, see how people get there and the fact that they're usually very normal people in every other way. It's really fucking intense and really serious. So, like, having read that and then looking at this case, I was just like, oh, this is just sad. Yeah. yeah. It just gets worse. Oh no! Oh, oh sorry. God. Take us deeper. <laughs> so we're at 1942. Mm-hmm. Um, Langley's interviewed by a reporter uh, during one of his nighttime forays. He's described as a soft-spoken old gentleman with a liking for privacy. Um, he has a low, polite, cultivated voice, and he's not a crazy, angry old man. He's not what we're and like. You hear all of this, and you think about someone that's like angry and hates the world and just doesn't want to deal with anyone and sort of like shoots at people to get off his lawn (laughs) he's not he's just a disheveled old man with a drooping mustache his clothes are all held together by pins and things like that um he's dressed in clothing from the bygone era that he wishes was still around he's very uncomfortable with this new world and it's changing technology um and he says things like oh if i didn't dress in rags people would come to my house and steal from me and hurt my brother and I and things like that like oh my god it's that very, is so sad he's very protective of his brother he wouldn't let anyone see or speak to Homer um he caught a neighbor peeking in through the window and immediately brought the property for seven thousand five hundred dollars cash which at that time like is a huge amount of money I have a couple of um like amounts that pop up later and how much it is in today's dollars for some reason I didn't do it with this one but whatever um and it's like an insane amount of money just to drop so it's not like they don't have money they're not paying bills because they just don't have any money they're just not paying their bills because they don't want anyone to come anywhere near them wow yeah so that's a neighbor peeking from the house next to them yeah oh, right. yeah exactly like he just bought the next door house and was like no one's looking at my fucking house holy shit fucking yeah. hell <laughs> it's commitment man i know so uh 1938 um continued uh, the blo- brothers refuse an offer of $125,000, which in today's currency is two million two hundred, like $242 fucking dollars. It's a lot of fucking money. Sounds fake. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds like an insane amount of money. Um, and because they refused it, their home actually ended up in the New York Times, like in an article, which brought a lot of fucking publicity mm-hmm. to it. Um, and they repeated neighbors' gossips about the brothers living in Orientalist splendor, Ooh. which fucked the boys over because now people tried really hard to steal their shit because they had this idea that there was like treasures within their home. 
1939, they made the news again when gas workers attempt to enter their house and remove two gas meters, because they're not fucking paying for their gas. Mm. Um, the brothers were really hostile and refused access, and this is possibly the last time over Homer actually even left the house, like, one of the very last times he's even seen. So 1941, a small fire breaks out, and Langley refuses to let firefighters in. Oh, no. We can see this, like, descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1942, uh, there's an eviction attempt and a cleanup crew is sent. Uh, police attempt to force their way in after Langley starts yelling at the workers, and Langley immediately makes a check for $6,700, $104,000 in today's currency, yes. paid off the mortgage in a single payment just to make these people go the fuck away. Oh, my God. I know. Then, nothing. Until March 21st, 1947. Oh, big jump. Yep. Uh, so there's an anonymous call to the police. Uh, basically, the anonymous person is saying that there's a stench at the house. Here we go. They claim oh, it's a dead body. Um, police can't enter. There's too much trash. There's no doorbell. There's no telephone. The doors are locked. The windows are boarded up. The doors are wide shut. Eventually, they break the front door open with an axe. And there's some, like, wild photos of this happening. Oh. See our Instagram for further details. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So they had to dig through mountains of belongings. The foyer is literally packed solid with newspapers, like a whole foyer in a fucking mansion. Um, There's a squad of seven men simply pulling junk out of the home, and they throw it down on the street below just trying to get in. Uh, Five hours of digging, and Homer Collier's body is discovered. It's surrounded by boxes and newspapers. His hair is matted. It reaches his shoulders. He's dressed in a tattered dressing gown, and his head was resting on his knees. Oh, like yeah. forward on his yeah, knees. Yeah, like oh. folded forward sort of thing. Um, he died only 10 hours before. Oh, no. Yeah. He died of starvation and heart disease. Oh, that's, that's the worst so part. sad. That's the saddest fucking thing. Um, police basically believed that Langley had fled and made the call to police regarding Homer's death. Uh, but they began to suspect that Langley was dead when he failed to show up to Homer's funeral on April 1st. Um, there were rumours that Langley was seen on a bus to Atlantic City. There was a manhunt uh, man man <laughs> along New Jersey Shore, which turned up nothing. Uh, they searched multiple states, like basically chased down all of these sightings. Uh, meanwhile, police continued searching the house. The contents included, and this is not everything, I just picked the shit that I was like, Okay, we'll talk about this because it's fucking wild. Yeah. There's an x-ray machine, like an early x-ray machine. Uh, there's a baby carriage. There's a car. Um, there's a plaster-built Native American bust. There's the top of a horse-drawn carriage. There are human organs pickling in jars. <gasps> there are eight live cats, hundreds of yards of silk and fabric, 14 pianos, violins, bungos, banjos. 14 <laughs> Pianos. 14, including grand and baby pianos. Like, they're fucking big pianos. I'm not talking about like a little keyboard you get at Christmas when you're like 17, <laughs> 7 or some <laughs> shit. Um, there's accordions, tapestries, 34 bank account passbooks with a total of $3,000 or 40k in today's currency. Wow. Um, portraits, cameras, bicycles, many, 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 many guns, uh, chandeliers, bowling balls, a child's chair. Neither of them have ever had a baby. Um Aww. Countless, countless newspapers and magazines. Just, like, rooms of newspapers and magazines. Oh. Some of these items are now in museums, but most of it was deemed worthless. Like, with hoarders, a lot of the time, even stuff that actually has value is just not taken care of. It just... How can you take care of anything in your house if it's just crushed under debris and mildewing and, you know, all this sort of shit? 
And you're getting all moldy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in total, it was 120 tons of debris that was removed from the house. Fuck. Tons. Tons. This place was fucking huge. Like, I cannot... Like, I couldn't figure out how big it was until I was looking at photos because I was like, fucking hell. Mm. Um, it takes up, like, a, almost a whole, like, corner of a block in New York City. Um, so 2,000 people gathered to watch all this shit just being taken out of the house. Uh, two weeks after Homer was discovered, um, which is April 8th now, uh, Langley Collier's body was discovered. He was less than 10 feet away from his brother, um, where he'd been found. Uh, he was in a 60 centimeter wide tunnel, partially eaten by rats. He died on March 9, suffocated beneath a pile of trash that had been triggered by one of his booby traps. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Police theorized that Langley had been taking food to Homer and he basically accidentally triggered one of these booby traps. He never left his brother at all. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God, my heart, no! Oh! It's so sad. It's so fucking sad. Um, And, yeah, that's the story of the Collier brothers. It's very tragic. Oh, sweet brothers. Fuck. I'm really sad. I'm sorry. It's just, like, one of the ones that I was like, not old men! Yeah. (laughs) They're very sweet-looking in photos. Like, they look kind of like my idea of, like, Einstein. (laughs) He's got a big, drooping moustache, some wild hair that's, like on board on top they wear very nice suits and just smiling doing their jobs back before they obviously lost the plot a little bit oh my heart is breaking fuck (laughs) um it's terrible it's so sad like what happens to you yeah yeah oof yeah thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) um well i'm gonna lift the mood hey I don't um, know what your yes. topic is, so I don't know if I could lift it. <laughs> well, we're going to go just full gross. There's going to be all emotional detachment here. It's going to talk about gross shit. Yes. All righty, so uh, everyone knows who Ed Gein is by now. Um, oh. Iconic cannibal grave robbing necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> His full list of titles, please. Yes. <laughs> um, just a quick recap for anyone who's out of the loop. Uh, Ed Gein murdered two women in Plainfield, Wisconsin uh, during the 50s, uh, Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden. Uh, earning him the title The Butcher of Plainfield. Um, but he wasn't a serial killer. Uh, only ever confessed to two killings. Did he do more? We don't know. He dead now, so we don't know. <laughs> um, some sites that I did read about did say he may have killed as many as seven, but still two... Nah, whatever. Um, so he also inspired a bunch of your favourite Hollywood horrors. Yeah. Um, Leatherface, Norman Bates and Buffalo Bill are the top tier ones um good old bill that's the lotion on its skin we love a skincare king (laughs) um um, but moisturize your face yes (laughs) spf i'm sorry i imagine so many people have been like why don't you wear sunscreen live in australia um so uh we're not gonna talk about ed's origins today though because this is our collections episode yeah um we're gonna talk about his collection tell me what was in his yeah. house <laughs> um so yeah so eddie didn't just murder he's also fond of grave robbing as we said um and he found lots of bits in those graves lots of wonderful things bones skin bits all the good stuff this mm. always trips me out like just because so i'm weird mm-hmm. i mean i don't know why i keep having a preface with this <laughs> fucking no um I always get really interested in those, like, because there's farms, body farms around the world. Yes. And I always love watching, like, documentaries and looking at, like, their websites about, like, how a human corpse falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. How recently did these people die? Because it's a small town he's from, yeah. It's not, like, a big place. So there can't yeah. be that many fucking people dying. He did, like, keep an eye on the 
the graves of the cemeteries, and if they were fresh, he would dig up the fresh Jeez. ones. Yeah. So the, there was one that I was like, yeah. How long is the body still a body to take yeah. these bits from? Is he getting down there and going like, fucking damn it, there's right? bones left? Yeah. Or is he like going like, well, oh, this isn't the best vagina I could use, I, but I guess it'll do. I guess it'll do. <laughs> no, like he was on the hunt for the fresh puss. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to do it to You're welcome. Um, so yeah, he made over like 40 alleged excursions to three local cemeteries between the 40s and 50s. Uh, he, when he was caught and charged for the murders of Mary Bernice, authorities found a horrific collection of DIY projects in his home. Mm. Shall we start in the kitchen? Yes, oh yes. With Tell this, me about the Pinterest. Yes, the murder Pinterest. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, we have bowls and ashtray, uh, ashtrays. 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 Bo- well, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> bowls and ashtrays made from human skulls. Oh. Spoons and forks with bone handles. So he's like taken the ends of a fork, snapped it, and like forced it and glued it into like a bone. Oh. You know what? That doesn't sound like too unesthetically pleasing. No, it's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> There's probably on Etsy someone who's done something similar for like a couple hundred bucks. So oh, one yeah. of the articles I was reading had like all these pictures of like furniture made of skin. And I was like, like that looks too real, like it to be real. Yeah. And then as I was scrolling down, because it was like lampshades and shares, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah. And then there was just like one of those like from the early 2000s, like a chair shaped like a hand. Yeah. And I was like, this ain't real. This is someone's Etsy catalogue that they just put in this article. And it was really funny because it looked like something from The Thing. Oh. Like there was like faces stretched over things. It was very cool. Anyway, um, so after we have our forks, we find the head of Bernice Warden stuffed into a sack and her heart was in a plastic bag hung on the door of the stove. Um, a fridge full of organs and offal. Um, and then we're on to the lounge room. Uh, we have a lampshade stretched with a human face. Uh, chairs upholstered in human skin and structured with bone. A waste paper basket made of skin. A pair of lips sewn to the drawstring of a curtain. Like a little oh, ring pull. Wow. Yeah. Oh, lips. Yeah, like, like lips. Like face lips. Like if you just we'll get off, to that yeah. later. <laughs> wait, just wait, cut, wait. Off, cut off the lips. Yeah. And it's... then attach them to a cord, and then that cord pulls your curtains open and close. It's wow. hard to picture, but then some of these, because all of these artifacts were destroyed, FYI, but they took photos of everything. Yeah. There are lots online. It's very delicious. <laughs> See our Instagram. Um, I just want to bring up the the face lamp. Yeah. I'm not sure how a face would make a really good lampshade. There's holes in there. Oh, yeah. You just have, like, oh, these yeah. spots on your ceiling. They probably, like, sewed the mouth and the eyelids shut, right? Oh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would not, because I'd be like, hmm, how, what can I spotlight? Can I, like, spotlight the beautiful vagina, uh, like, belt that's hanging on my bedpost? Because that would be amazing if I could do Aesthetics. that with the eye hole of this face. This sounds <gasps> really fucking awful. I'm very sorry. Very feng shui. I don't need to be someone sensitive to the people that died and had their body parts taken by Ed Gein, but it's very interesting It's to me. very interesting. Um, and then we have skulls stuffed with candle wax and wicks, which is kind of cool. And you can also probably buy those on Etsy, just like fake ones. So Probably. Oh, there's oh. one right there! Oh. I am a creep and I have one. It's not... <laughs> It's not supposed to look real. It's very pretty. Mm-hmm. It is. It's got a very lovely pink candle in there. It does. Yeah. And it's a brain-shaped candle. So oh. when it melts, it like wiggles through the eyes. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That is beautiful. Um, and then we have 
Oh, we take a trip to the bedroom. Uh, a collection of clothing sewn from human skin, including a pair of leggings, a dress, and a mammary vest fashioned from human breasts. The mammary vest. Mammary vest. Gets me. Titty vest. Oh, so it's, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some lovely titties occasionally. Yeah. Um, and then we had a belt made of nipples, mm. a necklace of tongues, which looks really metal, <laughs> um, a wall hanging made of nipples, fingers, and other accoutrements. Uh, and amongst all of this, fun. <clears throat> fun uh, was a box of vulvas, four noses, fingernails, a bunch of female death masks, many of which old mate would wear around the house, oh, along with his boy. along with his titty vest. Because oh, um, qu- it's like that's the thing he did. He like confessed to it. I guess oh, so he told it. Yeah. This is what I was gonna ask. Yeah. So like, he did he ever tell us why he wanted to be so surrounded? By dead people bits. Yeah, so, uh, back to his, like, origins, because, like, I've been, like, very interested in Ed Gein since I was probably too young to be. Um, So, like, he had this really weird fascination with his mother, um, classic Norman Bates, Mm -hmm. um, because his mother was, like, super religious from memory. And, like, just, like, yes, very domineering. Just, like, crazy small-town America, like, nothing to fucking do. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, and I think... Because, like, he was kind of, like, a reject and, like, I don't think his, uh, anyone else in his family was really, like, super keen on him. So he, like, kind of relished in the, like, shitty coldness of his mother. He was like, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and then he just kind of, like, started to go very weird. Like, he was, like, he's obsessed with his mom, and then he's, like, kind of, like, oh, dead things. And, like, he was also very crafty. Um, it's all just, it's so, it's so interesting. Seriously, deep dive into it. It's so good. Um, but to quote, he made the suit to become his mother to literally crawl into her skin. Oh, oh of course wild. he fucking did. Yeah. I love it. Fun guy. <laughs> I was, um, I really like the idea of, like, Ed Gainer learning about him, but for some reason, this is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, when you are interested in these sorts of people yes. you get ones that you're more interested in than others like i know that a lot of people are really into like cults and stuff like yes. that like it's like your preference for a type of horror movie like mm-hmm. i didn't get really get very interested in egging so i was like mm, i want to know someone that's like truly diabolical like i liked hh holmes because mm-hmm. he's fucked up like he made a murder castle to kill people and no one knows how many yeah. people died because of this psycho um, and again, was just like a little backwaters hillbilly yeah. in my like eyes of digging in his sandpit for yeah. bones for treasure. <laughs> it sounds so bad of yeah. like the hierarchy yeah. of terrible people. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know why. I never really spent a lot of time looking into Ed Gein. But he's very interesting. Yeah. But it was always like the collection that yes. made me interested. Oh, super like much. Him. Yeah. Because yeah. like. Yeah, I was, like, a big fan of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes. as a kid. And, like, I loved, like, Silence of the Lambs is so good. And just <laughs> chef's kiss. Yeah, well, um, when you, when you hear the words nipple bell, it never leaves you. Mm-hmm. It does, does it? Oh, he, I just remembered. I forgot one, but it, the image is, like, burned into my retinas. Um, he made, like, a pair of gloves out of skin. Oh. And they were, like, very, like, haphazardly, like, stitched with really thick black string, like, around... Like yeah. the fingers, and it's just like, and they're very like sallow and like crunchy looking, and look like they look really gross. But I like, like the human skin when it goes dry is shrinks. not yeah. a malleable thing no. either. No, like yeah. I think he probably would have like, 
I want to I want to say he like tanned everything, but he probably didn't. He just like sewed the stinking bits together. Yeah. Yuck. <laughs> well, he did a better job at making furniture than I ever yeah. have. My IKEA projects have never ended up. And that's with instructions. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure. He didn't jump online and be like, hmm, how yeah. do you do this? Uh, one last bit, like as I mentioned earlier, necrophiliac. He claimed to not have had sex with any of the bodies because they, quote, smelled too bad. I don't believe that for a fucking second. How would his house have been? Yeah. If he's living in a house that's upholstered in skin, Ugh. son be fucking that dead pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, wow. It reminds me so much of, um, you'll probably have heard of this, a lot of people have. You know the uh, guy that became obsessed with a girl, I think it was in um, Mexico or somewhere, and um, she died. And he, like managed to get her body away from her family and they found out that he turned it into like a creepy doll but it was still her body that he'd like wired together oh like he put a paper tube inside her baby bits so he could have marital relations relations with her yeah for some reason it just reminds me of that because i think he tried to be like oh no i would no that would never happen it's like you put a paper tube in her what yeah. for? <laughs> right so like posable like with what oh yeah, cool yeah. like not like, cool oh and he I think he tried to get her again multiple times like people like felt bad for him they were like oh he's so in love with her it's sad that he's without her but she was like a very young girl yeah and, like he just threw a lot of money at her family to be around her and <gasps> it's very Ooh. weird very weird very interesting story, and I'm very sorry I don't remember who either of the people involved are, but I'm sure if you Google some some of those phrases we've just used, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Oh, wait, for a na- later episode, we yeah. might touch on it. <laughs> we'll probably talk about it at some point. Um, so Ed Gein's collection is, like, one of the most famous trophy collections in, like, true crime canon, the extended crime universe, perhaps. <laughs> um, but I wanted to touch on some other ones, which are also pretty gross. Just, just a little quick fire round of, like, Gross shit. Um, So Jeffrey Dahmer uh, would keep the genitals of his victims preserved in acetone and a bunch of other body parts in his freezer. What the fuck would acetone preserve? I don't know. Well, we had that uh, when we were talking about the Lucky Rabbit Foot episode. That's used to preserve things. Because alcohol. Mm. (laughs) Um, Now, I'm going to butcher this. So prepare. (laughs) Anatoly Onoprienko, the beast of Ukraine. Oh. Kept the underwear of all of his victims and claimed to have gifted some of his trophies to his girlfriend. Cute. Oh, oh boy. Can you imagine finding out even wearing a dead girl's underwear? Yeah. Jeez, From your boyfriend? Christ. Yeah. Like the underwear she oh, died in. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. she died in. Fuck oh, no. <laughs> Lauren's eyes just grew to the size of dinner plate. She's like, fuck. <laughs> it's a lot of fucked up places my brain goes. Right? Like, don't you void your whole bowels and everything when you die that's very true like yeah. how would you how the fuck did he clean those i can't even get like some of my old yeah after, right after a certain time of month yeah like ah oh, fuck i gotta throw these yeah out. how the hell did he bleach them well enough that his girlfriend was like oh these are new and i can wear them i don't put it past him to have ever even tried to clean them to be honest oh, <laughs> i'm sorry um and then we have Ted Bundy, oh, uh, would display the severed heads of his victims in his apartment and he would often wash and style their hair and apply a face of makeup. Oh, that's very nice. He looks better at it than I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one that I'm going to butcher, uh, Alexander Pichushkin, the chessboard killer. 
uh, wanted to kill enough people to fill a chessboard and would mark off each square after killing his victim. Uh, police found a chessboard with 61 squares, three short of a full board. I've never heard of that. I have Neither had I. I didn't want to go too deep because I'm like, I want to save this for another episode. Yes. But, like, that's pretty, like, that's some, like, Hollywood shit. Yeah. She's like, surely, right? It's like fucking, yeah, like, um... Seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. yeah, like Seven or the Zodiac or something stupid like that. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. Pretty it's pretty dope. Uh, and then finally, just because it's disgusting, it's not really a collection, it's just fucked, uh, Ahmad Siraji would drink the saliva of his victims. <gasps> Oh, that grosses me out more than drinking blood. That's fucking disgusting. Yeah, so oh, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> he claimed that it would uh, give him powers. Oh How did God. you get so much, like, saliva to drink? Because I'm yeah. imagining that, like, you're not just, like, opening their mouths and trying to suck it off their tongue. Like, how did you get enough to drink? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really <gasps> oh, want to think about it. Oh, um, Jesus. But, yeah. And that's my collection segment. Yay, thank you. Oh, <laughs> I hate it. Oh. Yeah, I promised to gross out. I fucking delivered. <laughs> it was horrible. You're fucking filthy. <laughs> um, sources, uh, sick chirps, Wisconsin sickness, all that is interesting, and the Bay Wikipedia. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Oh, of course, I forgot my thingies. I'll do them at the end. I remembered mine for once. Don't let me forget <laughs> my references. I'm very bad at this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that leaves you, La. What have you got for us? I have a little thing on the Island of the Dolls, which, if you haven't already guessed, it's an island full of dolls. Hell what yeah! Fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's located in uh, Xochimilco, and it Can is Xochimilco. Well done. I don't know if that's right. Where's that? You sound confident. <laughs> I do because I have little sound out things. Oh, phonetics here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just leave it up to chance, don't we? Yeah, guess. <laughs> So that is just south of Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It's um, got a lot of canals, which is where the island is. And as legend goes, the sole inhabitant of the island, um, his name is Don Julian Santa Barrera. Santana Barrera. Fuck. Oh, well Santa. Done. Oh, Santa. <laughs> yeah. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he began his collection with a single doll. And this doll was one he found in the same water as the body of a girl in the 1950s. And she was said to have died under mysterious circumstances, although I can't find anything detailing further than it was mysterious. So, let's just (laughs) go with that word. Maybe he did it, but also maybe (laughs) not. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, it's kind of mixed whether he found it or not, but he definitely found that doll, and he definitely strung it up in a tree. As you do. So, As you do. So he's on exile on this island because basically in the 50s he'd begun to preach about the Bible or something like that and it didn't go well and he ended up having to leave his wife and child to be on that island alone for some reason, which I'm assuming was social persecution. But mm-hmm. a lot of these sources that I found are very mixed. Like there's an official website that I went on to, there's a Wikipedia, and then there's that BuzzFeed one I probably shouldn't have gotten from, but here we are. <laughs> here we are. I remember that BuzzFeed episode. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah. The well, only good content coming out of BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> so... The reason he hung it in a tree, whether it was out of respect or fear, uh, seemed to matter to the little girl or the ghost of her because it says the legend says the island is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) This is all speculation, of course, because you can't say anything for sure. But it is said she wandered the island demanding her doll. 
this prompted uh, Julian to hang more dolls in more places around the island to appease her spirit. This genuinely sounds like a man haunted by the fact that he murdered a little fucking girl. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound like someone who's like, oh, this poor girl, I found her doll. I will leave it here with her to make her happy. It sounds like someone that's like, I know what you did. We cracked the case, guys. We can all go home. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, apparently some of the people who were close to him were just like, well, it seems like he's kind of possessed by either the ghost of that girl or some of the <laughs> demons in the dolls, which is, you know, obviously what you go to when you see that kind of thing. Obviously, but... not he fucking did it <laughs> and feels guilty. <laughs> yeah, well, so... I'm sorry. I totally, like, <laughs> just interrupted and was like, ah! No, no, this is good. This is good, because I wouldn't have guessed that he murdered a girl. I'm straight up like, yeah, these dolls are haunted. I just think there's <laughs> bad things about people. I'm constantly like, you're a fucking psycho. You'd kill someone. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so he would find them in the canals around the island or in the garbage, and he would just hang them up, like these dolls, in no matter what condition they're in. So they'd have faded eyes. They'd just be pieces of dolls that he would find. He'd hang them up. They'd have these, like, dead eyes and stuff, so it definitely looks haunted. Oh, I don't like dolls. So that helped with his overall aesthetic, I'm assuming. He would also trade the produce, uh, the produce that he grew on the island for dolls. So people would come and bring him dolls, and he'd just be like, yeah, have some of this. Would you eat food from a haunted doll island? I would, if I only had to trade a doll for it. Really? I don't know. I'd eat it. Maybe. Probably. Just to say I ate, like, a haunted carrot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck me up with these ghost would you turnips. Eat a or would you do <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd fucking eat it. <laughs> so yeah, they hang from the trees. There's some buildings on the island where they just you know they're on the outside. They're sitting on top. They're glued to the walls. Cute. He has one of the buildings, or he had one of the buildings, where is uh, it's the home of the original doll and his favorite doll. And his favorite doll has this little seat. And it's got a little arch above it. And it's really cute. Like even though it's really creepy. But it's like, yeah. he has a favorite doll. That's and it's not the original doll. Oh. It's not the original doll. No, no, it's a different one. He had oh. a favorite one. I don't know how I'd feel as one of the dolls if I knew that was a fucking favorite. Eh? Sounds like a wild sequel to Toy Story. Like, imagine they're all just like, oh. <laughs> oh my god, a horror like story. They, like, they all had, like, their, like, their own Andes. And then they just kind of got fucked off and, like, to this island and, like, well... I'm nailed to the tree now. Oh, like the all those. Of all the murdered children. <laughs> yeah. Searching for their child again. Like that little spider that would be thing. A sick movie. Right. Yeah, that would 100%. Be. It's like that little spider thing five? that uh, what's oh, his name? Yeah. Sid. Yes. His toys were so cute. Yeah. No, his toys were really cute. The um, pterodactyl with girl legs. Yes. The Barbie doll legs. And the the duck with like the really strong muscly yes! arms. <laughs> They're very sweet. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going. I'm liking this. Okay. This is how we run this show. I'm very apologetic that this is your introduction to it. <laughs> <laughs> Never apologize for art. <laughs> <laughs> so this seemed to do the trick if he was really trying to get the spirits away from him. For 50 years it worked and allowed his collection to grow massively. So there's like hundreds, maybe even thousands of dolls on that island. Oh, yeah. And... This, you know, went well up until 2001 when he was found dead from a heart attack in the same spot where the girl's body was apparently found all those years ago. I thought you were going to say mysterious circumstances. I was like, the dolls did it. I think that it may be mysterious circumstances because same spot, the girl may be murdered. True. Came back for some revenge. But if we have so little info on this fucking girl who died, how do we know it's the same spot? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It helps with the tourism, though. That's true. That's fucking true. 
So, people have claimed that the dolls have whispered to them and have been caught moving. I don't like that. Yep. Even <laughs> the nephew of Julian, who now owns the island apparently, has claimed the same thing. And along with how he can hear the voice of the girl who drowns sometimes at night, and now that Juli Julian is dead, the clacking of the cane that he used. Oh, yeah. that's fucking wild. Very distinct sound to canes that clack. Yeah. I like it. It really is. Yeah. And true. yeah, some of the navigators from the canal who broke through uh, claim to have the dolls call to them, trying to lure them into the island. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining some of that come with us. We're really there, just like, hello! We're <laughs> <laughs> bored! That's right. Come back out! Yeah, and there's also spiders everywhere. Yeah, I get fucked. Like that. That's what yeah, I remember the from the thing. The dolls didn't bother me. It was the fucking hundreds of spiders. I was like, like living oh. in the doll heads. Yes, exactly. Oh. Oh, interjection. I was washing my face yesterday, and I picked up my hand towel, and a white tail the size of my palm fell out of it into the what? sink. Jesus. I screamed. Yeah, like like from finger to like here, like long, like not oh, not not. Not leg span, just length. Oh, and its ass was so fat. This is the thickest spider I've ever seen. And I screamed, I screamed so loud, I, it was fucked. Why do we keep having fucking spider stories? It's the one that was in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you weren't here for that. <laughs> um, very sure, but you should have listened to our episode. Yeah. Our back catalogue <laughs> is available on all good podcast apps. <laughs> Uh, Apple Podcasts, please put us on Oh, those please. Things. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. I, in my old house in WA where there's fucking huntsmen's everywhere, ran out in a towel to grab some fresh underwear off the clothesline, popped them on, felt something a bit weird in there, reached <laughs> down into my butt and pulled out what I thought was going to be some leaves or some shit. And sitting on my palm was a big ass fucking hairy huntsman. And I oh. screamed and threw it away, and it has haunted me ever since. And that I is... always look in my undies before I put yeah. them on. <laughs> so I'm terrified of towels hanging up in the bathroom now. And yeah, like, because I was going to pick up that towel to dry my face, but I was like, I'm going to wipe the mirror first so I can see the small. <gasps> and that's when I lifted it and it just went. Oh. And it hit the sink with such a thud. I was like, fuck that. That's oh, what fucked me up is the weight of it. Yeah. Head yeah. Up. Heavy ass. Jesus Christ. I sleep with a thing of raid next to me because I'm so afraid of that shit. Yeah, every time I sleep at a place that isn't my own house, I get very nervous about the ideas of spiders. It doesn't matter if your house is like perfectly clean and amazing. I'm just like, I know they might be here. Don't like it. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, so that's basically what I've got. Uh, I, <laughs> I got that stuff from, from the official website. Apparently, it's just the islandofthedolls.com, so I assume mm. it's the official website, uh, Wikipedia, and that does feed on something. Beautiful. You're all so welcome. Good nice. job. Yay. Thank that you. Really yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Sunny. So um, my sources, because I fucking forgot them earlier, as always, are Wikipedia, because who doesn't fucking love Wikipedia? Yeah. Um, Amusing Planet, Atlas Obscura, and All That's Interesting. I use that too. Websites. I love those. Websites. Yeah. They're good ones. Yeah. They're good ones. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Oh, thank you, my us. love. We can't do it on our own, because mm -hmm. we're very we need um, wrangling yeah we need someone to wrangle us we also get very nervous in general just being alive so you guys are supposed to be wrangling you this whole time <laughs> apparently good job um, <laughs> oh nice um yeah yeah 
Thanks, Danny. I don't know what else to say. We're supposed to say something at the end. What were we supposed to say? We plug our socials. Oh, that's oh. right. Yeah. So you can find us at Twitter at Weird Sisters Cast, and you can find us on Instagram at Weird Sisters Podcast. Ooh. Stunning. Tune Amazing. in next time. Mm. Yeah. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Hi guys, just wanted to wish um, our dear witch sister Lacey get well soon. If you'd like to leave her a get well message, you can find us at Weird Sisters Cast on Twitter and Weird Sisters Podcast on Instagram. But don't leave her too many comments because then she will get too strong and devour Laura and I like the stronger twin in the womb. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I'm going to have to do this again. We'll retake. <laughs>